Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Ethan Clark. Hey, this is Imani Nikki Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. What's up, WNBA Nation? Kyle Haywood here, and I'm going to be flying solo today. However, trust me, you do not want to miss this episode. I'm really excited today to be going over 10 seniors that you need to keep tabs on if you are a WNBA fan. If you're looking for players who are looking uh, who are likely to be in the league moving forward, these are 10 players you need to have on your watch list. If you're like me during the WNBA offseason, you're always checking things out like overseas play, uh, checking out you know international prospects as well as the college game here. And honestly, I love the fact that I get to finish up the WNBA season and then it's just an instant hype fest getting rolling right into college basketball. So that's what I've done today. Now, before I get too far into this, before I get too far started... I do want to invite all of you to go check out WNBANation.com. We have some really great content going up on there. Logan just recently posted a pretty sweet blog post where he previews his own personal NCAA top 25. He's broken each of those teams down or each of the teams down into tiers and where he sees these different tiers within the, the top 25 as he sees it fantastically written article if you haven't had a chance go check it out wmbnation.com go read his top 25 article it's phenomenal and uh i've referenced it several times he and i were earlier today actually talking about some of the teams that were on there as we're getting hyped and excited for the upcoming season um but with that in mind let's go ahead and hop right into my personal 10 seniors to watch for the 2022-2023 season. Well, I have to give a disclaimer before we start in uh, in this. This is not my top 10 players in order as I see that for the 2023 mock draft. I know I will be, I know some of you are expecting this and, and it is true. I will be publishing and recording my own mock drafts as they as they approach, as we go along through the season. However, I just wanted to give you a watch list. Sometimes that mock draft is going to include juniors that declare. 
It's going to include some international players. I'm not including any of that in this list tonight. I'm simply giving you 10 players that I think you need to keep your eye on that are seniors and likely to be WNBA prospects by the end of this season. So with that in mind, let's hop right in to our number one on the list, Aaliyah Boston. As I said, this isn't a an official, you know, where these players are on my list isn't necessarily where I have them for my mock draft, with the exception of Aaliyah Boston. Everybody who knows women's basketball knows this name. They know all about her. She has been, she's accomplished essentially everything you can accomplish in a in a college basketball career. She's absolutely phenomenal. She has won the player, the national player of the year twice. Uh, she was in a unanimous decision last season. Um, she was the SEC fem- female athlete of the year last year. Not only was she the national player of the year, but she was also the national defensive player of the year last year. Um, just everything that you could possibly do, she has done. And that was at the end of her junior season. So the sky is really the limit for Aaliyah Boston and everything that she can accomplish here as a senior. She's heading into uh, a senior season where she's looking to defend a national title that she won last season. She's coming back, and everybody has her immediately targeted as the number one overall prospect. And I think that that goes without saying. I think she's a generational talent. She's someone who reminds you a lot of, obviously, Asia Wilson, you know, someone who else, someone else who was there at South Carolina. She's like a Bree Stewart, you know, one, one of these players that comes into the league and could transform it. And that's what we're seeing with Aaliyah Boston. She averaged 16.8 points per game last season, 12.5 rebounds per game. She had 30 double-doubles, and I think she had an active streak of 27 SEC games with a double-double. So she's nearly unbeatable, and uh, as we could see last season with uh, you know running the table and, and taking home the national title, she's a blast to watch on TV. She's even more fun to watch in person. If you have an opportunity to watch South Carolina play this season, go see Aaliyah Boston in person. Just trust me. Check your check the the universities that are near you, and if any of them are hosting South Carolina at any point, make that a calendar event. Go see her play. She's absolutely phenomenal, and uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. You can tell you can tell she's she's the number one spot for a reason. She's the number one player. I'm gonna give a shout out here for you to watch. Goes without saying, and. Uh, Unless you're really fresh and brand new to the women's uh, basketball world or at least college basketball in general, you may not know Aaliyah Boston, but now you do. Trust me, you need to watch her play. All right, next on the list, and again, the rest of these, not in any particular order, but another player you need to watch is Haley Jones out of Stanford. Haley has been playing phenomenally across the last three seasons, starting as a freshman in 2019-2020 season, and she's been a consistent performer the entire way through. The last two seasons, she's played and started in just about every game that the Cardinal have played, um, and she's averaged really similar 
stats across the across the last several years. She's averaged double digit points all three seasons that she's played prior to this one. Um, and the last two seasons, she's averaged exactly 13.2 points per game. What you what you see with Haley is a really interesting mix of size and athleticism and speed that you don't see in a lot of other players. She's a, a big guard. She's 6'1". She's listed at 6'1", but she seems to play bigger than that. She's she's long. She's athletic. She can jump. She does a, everything that you can ask for from a guard, and she's one of those players that can pretty much play any position on on the court. Um, as you as you may have heard earlier, Jason had an opportunity to interview Haley. If you haven't listened to that episode, you need to pause right now, go back and listen to that episode with that we had uh, just barely with Haley Jones, where we had a chance to interview her. She's been uh, she's been compared to Magic Johnson in the way that she can play all five positions across the board. And she is absolutely phenomenal at all, at everything that she does on the basketball court. Um, I mentioned, yeah, she averaged 13.2 points per game. She's also averaging 7.9 rebounds per game last season, and that is as a guard. And if you have a guard that's going to average eight rebounds a game, that's a that's a good place to be. She does well uh, as far as your um, as far as your assist to turnover ratio goes uh, she's handling the ball more so obviously those turnovers are, are going to increase as she increases her role in the ball handling that's just how that happens um, it's not a concern of mine at all and she's a great leader on the court she's she's a backbone of this Stanford basketball team and I think that uh, you know coming off a, a NCAA championship two seasons ago and then a final four appearance last season I would not be surprised to see Stanford and North and South Carolina in the national championship, or at least facing off in the final four. This is going to be, I, I really do think that this is an opportunity for Haley Jones and Stanford to probably be the biggest um, competition that South Carolina has all season long. So two players to watch for on arguably the very, the top two teams in the nation. This next player I have seen a lot of different opinions on, but I'm going to throw this out there is I think that Jordan Horston out of Tennessee is a fantastic WNBA prospect. Um, I know there's others out there that may disagree with me. However, let's just go through and check out what she has done so far with, uh, with her college career. Right now, she's last season, she averaged 16.2 points per game and 9.5 rebounds per game. It's a fantastic, fantastic stat line there, all along with a 4 assists per game uh, performance as well that, that she put up last season. She's a really strong player. She also plays guard and is six foot two. She's athletic. She gets up and down the court really well. She can handle the ball, and uh, and she she really does perform under pressure. The one area I do think that she probably is struggling as far as a guard. My one weak point is I do think that she struggles as kind of an outside shooter. She's more of a drive to the basket, um, attack the hoop type of player. And, um, you know, not necessarily high percentage shots. She's more of a volume scorer, but she does, 
she does provide a lot of other opportunities for players around her where she where she you know can attack the rim she can attack and and put other players in positions that are going to help them succeed um and she does well on the defensive side of the ball um you know she she averages a lot of blocks and steals um and is a, a fantastic fantastic WNBA prospect I do want to see her shooting percentages go up. She shot 38% from the field and only 27.5% from behind the arc last season. That is a weak spot in her game right now. If she can show that she can be a more efficient scorer, I think that Jordan Horston is going to be a lock for potentially a lottery pick in the upcoming WNBA draft. All right, let's talk about another player that we recently interviewed, Diamond Miller out of Maryland. We talked with Diamond just about a week ago, week and a half ago when this came out. She is an absolutely phenomenal interview. We had a blast having her on the show. So again, if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to her interview, you need to pause and go back, check out that interview with Diamond Miller. She's an absolute blast. And she's pretty high up on my seniors to watch and for a good reason she averaged 17.3 points per game and 5.8 points per game as a sophomore the reason I'm giving you her sophomore stats is she was riddled with injury last year and that's kind of where the question marks start to arise with Diamond Miller it's not necessarily can she do it it's can she come back and do it after suffering an injury and she's really going to be looked at by this Maryland team to step up and kind of be that major leader that they're looking for. There were several other players that Maryland lost in the transfer portal. And we're actually going to bring up one other player that they gained in the transfer portal. But this is a a totally new Maryland basketball team. And Diamond Miller has an opportunity opportunity here to emerge as kind of that senior leader. She's been here all four years. She's ready to to kind of take charge and, and lead the group here. She's a she's a big body. She's a six foot three guard. Can handle the ball well, and I think that obviously has a, a physique and uh, an athleticism that a lot of WNBA scouts have taken notice of already. And I I do think that she's a, a fantastic prospect there. So again, she she dropped quite a few games last season. She only played in twenty two games. Um, so not not quite a full season. She battled a lot of injuries um, and only averaged 13 points per game. So she, it wasn't terrible, but you could tell that her production had dropped a little bit. I think that she's one to watch. She's number four on my watch list simply because I think she has an opportunity to really break out and become a story this season, um, as does pretty much the entire Maryland roster. All right, this next one makes me sad. <laughs> and I'm placing her here be simply because of the story surrounding it. I'm, I'm giving you 10 players to watch. Right here at number five in the middle is Sedona Prince out of Oregon. And the reason it makes me sad is because she just had a season slash career, not, not basketball playing career, but college career ending injury. And that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Really unfortunate. Um, Sedona Prince out of Oregon has never been one to put up a ton of numbers, but she is six foot seven. She's battled injuries on and off throughout her career at Oregon. 
But when she's on the court, you can tell there's a difference. She really does make a huge difference on the on the court for her team and does a lot of things both offensively and defensively. Unfortunately, a lot of her college basketball career has been, you know, injury prone. And it's really unfortunate because of that. Um, you know, she's had an injury playing for USA Basketball back when she was with Texas, when she transferred up to Oregon. You know, she, she kind of went back and forth on things there. The reason why a lot of you are going to know Sedona Prince's name is because she was the one who had those viral social media videos <clears throat> back with the weight room facilities at the women's NCAA tournament and was saying, hey, is the what does the men's tournament you know, look like? Because it was basically just a tiny little tower of some really light uh, hand weights. And that was essentially the entire workout room. And it was, it was really just disgusting to see that the NCAA had majorly had a gender equality issue there. So she was the one who recorded those videos, uploaded those. That's where you're going to see uh, her name come up a lot because that was such a viral, a viral and, and well-needed story to be told. So she's played a big role in college women's basketball. She is someone who was on our radar already, but now she's missing her entire senior season. Looks like she's going to go have a surgery on a torn ligament in her elbow. So you need to you need to keep an eye on her because she is still a prospect. Where she goes is probably one of the bigger question marks and that's why just keeping a not an eye on her as far as like playing basketball, but just keeping her in the back of your mind as far as where's her rehab going? What do we see as far as, you know, workouts and trying to see what she can do as far as moving into a professional role playing basketball. All right, let's move on to Zaya Cook, also out of South Carolina. So this is our second South Carolina player here. Cook has had a really, really good career at South Carolina. She's played all all three seasons leading up to this senior season. She has played and started in every single one of them. She's averaged 10 10.7 points per game last season. However, as a sophomore, she was averaging more. She was averaging 15, or 16, nearly 16 points per game prior to that. Um, she does a, a good job of being efficient. Uh, she shoots from behind the three-point line nearly as well as she does from anywhere else on the, on the floor. You know, she's a guard that is a little undersized compared to some of the other guards. But if Destiny Henderson has taught us anything, it's that undersized guards can definitely find a way into the WNBA and be very effective there. So if she's looking to follow the the footsteps of Destiny, I think that she's definitely seems to be not, they're not the exact same player by any means. However, I do think that there's a lot of similarities in their game and uh, she's definitely one to keep on your radar. She puts up uh, good, she puts up big numbers. She facilitates well. And I mean, you know, she's had the national player of the year, defensive player of the year that she's also sharing the ball with and facilitates well there. So even though her points per game have dropped, it's not because of a lack of effort or a lack of skill on her part. What we're seeing is she has not just the ability to score herself, but also the ability to put her teammates 
in a situation that's going to allow them to succeed, which obviously is a major factor when WNBA scouts are taking a look at different players. So keep your eye on Cook. She's going to be a fantastic player throughout this season and watching her and Aaliyah Boston team up there in South Carolina is going to be a blast all season long. All right, let's see. We are on to the seventh player on this list, not necessarily in order, but let's talk about Elizabeth Kitley for a minute. Elizabeth Kitley is at Virginia Tech. She's played there all three seasons and really has a fantastic has a fantastic career for her there for the Hokies. She's played and started in just about every game. Well, she started every game that she has played for the Hokies ever since she was a freshman. The last two seasons, uh, last year she averaged 18.1 points per game prior to, you know, and then as a sophomore averaged 18.2 points per game. Um, Averages right around 10 rebounds per game for the last two seasons. Really, really solid player for the Hokies here. And in fact, a lot of people are really high on Virginia Tech this season because of, uh, you know, some different transfers and things like that. And Elizabeth Kitley is a huge reason why. She's six foot six, uh, an absolute strength for that front court for the Hokies. And uh, I think she's she's one that a lot of people have had their eye on. And uh, she's She's ready to go. She was the ACC Player of the Year last season and um, earned some All-American awards as well. She also was the ACC Freshman of the Year when she came in as a freshman. Um, definitely, definitely a really strong candidate for a first-round draft pick for any WNBA team seeking an effective six foot six big. All right, Ashley Awusu, let's talk. Speaking of Virginia Tech, we got to stick with the Hokies. Um I didn't I just didn't want to I didn't want to move past that one. I, I let's just let's just go ahead and include Ashley here. She is a 6-foot guard that comes to Virginia Tech by way of Maryland. She she played her last 3 season there at Maryland where she put up some pretty decent numbers. As a sophomore, she put up 18 points per game to go along with 5.6 rebounds per game and nearly 6 assists. Her sophomore year was definitely the the best season that she has had. Um, Dropped in in performance a little bit last season as a junior, but we know that she can do that. She didn't drop much. She only went down to, you know, 14 points per game. Uh, But Virginia Tech is a fantastic team this season, and a lot of people are having them as kind of a um, a team to watch. Now, as you take a look at what Ashley can possibly do there with Elizabeth Kitley in the front court, I think that the backcourt held by this transfer, Ashley, that I do think that she is going to have a, uh, a, a probably a stronger season with Virginia Tech, perhaps, than she did with Maryland. Um and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens as far as like team chemistry goes. But Ashley Awusu, definitely a player to watch. And uh, I think uh, a, a pretty strong candidate for, again, a first round draft pick in the WNBA draft. I know many of you are wondering why it took me so long to get to this player. <laughs> and again, these aren't in any particular order. 
That being said, I also have a hard time figuring out what to do with Ashley Jones. Ashley Jones has been one of the most effective uh, players for the last four seasons in NCAA basketball. She has essentially played and started in every game that Iowa State has played for the last four seasons. She's coming back as a fifth-year senior, and honestly, we're going to just expect more of the same. She puts up points in in large amounts. She averages, uh, last season she averaged just a little over 20 points per game, but as a junior, she averaged 24.2 points per game. So she puts up big numbers. She is a definite shooter in every sense of the word. Her percentages are fantastic. When you take a look at her general field goal percentage, she has never averaged less than 40% across the board as a freshman through senior last year. Um, not only that, but her three-point percentage is also really strong. She, sh- she shot nearly 38% from behind the arc last season, and her free throws are uh, in the mid-80s as well. So really strong player, but she's not just a scorer. She gets it done on the offensive and defensive boards, averaging 8.6 rebounds per game across her entire career. That's including her freshman season back in 2018, 2019. All that being said, all that being said, a lot of question marks surround Ashley Jones as far as her transition from NCAA to the WNBA. And is she going to make that leap? Personally, I think that she's pretty well equipped for it. I think she's a fantastic shooter. Effective and efficient shooters are always going to find a place. You see that in any level of basketball, all the way from Little League, all the way up to professional leagues like the WNBA and NBA. If you can shoot the ball and put it in the hoop, you're going to find a role on a team. And Ashley Jones does that about as good as anybody in the country um, for this for this particular class. She's... Uh, I believe has she won two Cheryl Miller? Yeah, she won. She won the Cheryl Miller Award winning. Uh, she was the Cheryl Miller Award winner for the last two seasons. Basically, that's the that's the award that goes to the nation's top small forward. So she's been apparently the country's best small forward for the last two seasons. Coming back again for a fifth season here at Iowa State, and a lot of people had her tabbed as a, a first round pick last season and obviously you're going to see you're going to see a lot of opinions about Ashley Jones but I do think that she has the potential to be an a first half of the first round in the WNBA draft. I think she could be a top 6 pick if the right team uh wants her skill set and so keep an eye on Iowa State this season. I I think a lot of people are are maybe sleeping a little bit on what Iowa State is because of their early exit last year due to the hands of Creighton in the NCAA tournament. Do not sleep on the Cyclones. I promise you, you want to make sure that you're catching at least several of their games throughout the season and watch her play basketball. All right, the last player on our team is Abby Myers. Abby Myers is now at Maryland. She played the last several seasons at Princeton, where she um, had an okay career until last season. She absolutely broke out, started all 30 games for the Princeton Tigers, and averaged just shy of 18 points per game. She also puts up some other big numbers. She uh, averages nearly six rebounds per game, and 
is is a really strong player across the board. She shoots well. She shot 45% from the field last season and not quite 40%. She shot 39% from behind the arc and uh, just absolutely something clicked for Abby Myers last season at Princeton where she just was the focal point of the offense. I'm really curious and I have her you know, I have her kind of listed last in this first group here for a reason. I think Abby Myers coming in may not be the initial focus for this Maryland team. I think Diamond Miller may may take that role. However, adding a transfer like Abby Myers is going to probably make Diamond Miller's job a whole lot easier at Maryland. Having another guard, uh, a six-foot guard that comes in with a lot of experience that is looking to play potentially some more uh, impressive competition, whereas Princeton plays there in the Ivy League. We've got Maryland, who's obviously going to have a much tougher schedule, and I think Abby Myers is one that I'm excited to see play some of these more more difficult teams on a schedule and see what she's able to do in that regard, and I think that's going to be able to give us a better view and a better idea of what she can do as far as translating her game into the WNBA moving forward. So Abby Myers is the last on our list of 10 seniors to watch for in this 2022-2023 NCAA season. Now, probably uh, I'm, I'm probably going to throw this out there that uh, there may be another list coming soon of 10 more seniors to watch for. If that does happen, don't be surprised. I've got a really extensive list here. Uh, and and I've watched a bunch of a bunch of clips all summer long as the WNBA is going on. I also pop in and, and keep tabs on these players. S- basically, since the WNBA season ended, I have spent my spare time has been researching these players that are potential WNBA draft picks. Um, again, focusing this series specifically on the seniors. However, you know. Juniors may have an opportunity to declare. We also have international players that we aren't taking into consideration right now for this list, but that will all start to develop a little bit more as the season progresses. Obviously, we won't include any juniors in our mock drafts until they declare for the WNBA draft. Um, So stay tuned. Um, I may be dropping 10 more seniors to watch for. Um, we may be waiting until we start to get a mock draft put together. I don't know. Um, depends on what I how I'm feeling. Either way, we also have some other really fun interviews coming your way. Um, I can't necessarily confirm exactly who those are right now, but let's just say don't be surprised if there's some other names on here, some other big names on this list that end up on our your podcast feed here soon as we uh, work some interview magic with some of these phenomenal seniors heading into the 2022-2023 season. Thank you for listening to me drone on, and hopefully if you are looking uh, as a WNBA fan to get into get into more of the college game, or if you're a college fan, and let's say that you're a big fan of uh, you know Tennessee or UConn or Texas, or you've got a, a particular team that you really follow, but you're not really sure who else around the country to, to pay attention to in regards to WNBA and potential there. Hopefully this list helps you out a little bit. Um, 
And uh, hopefully this is uh, an opportunity for you to get to know some of these other top players as I see them right now. Thank you for listening. It's been a blast. Enjoy your day. And for WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time.